Welcome to the Warm Down. This is a headlines episode. This is episode two of the headlines, where we just go through news, basic news. There's an international break at the moment, so we don't want to talk on shit international football. So we're just going to look at news from football, MMA, and boxing. Um, with football, we'll look back on the transfer window and then talk Cristiano Ronaldo and, and talk a bit of Arteta. MMA news. We'll look back on the Chikadze Barboza main event. Um, also look to the card coming this weekend with a lot of UK fighters in it. Darren Till versus Brunson being the headline fight. Um, and we'll look forward to the look at the card that was announced earlier this week. Massive card, um, UFC 268, which will be headlined by Usman and Covington. And then we're going to look at some boxing news. Paul versus Woodley, we'll recap that. The events, what's next for both of them, really. We're going to talk then with Frank Warren, and we're also going to talk um, a new era for Sky Sports. So we're just going to go through that. I'm with David and Dan. Um, the transfer window shut, was it yesterday, two days ago? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. I'm recording this on. Thursday. So, um, yeah, two days ago, transfer window closed. Um, we're just going to have a look at what happened, talk about some of the major deals um, and who had the best window, in our opinion. Um, so, the biggest spenders were Arsenal. Um, I think we spoke about that quite a bit, whether it was the, the best business that they've done or not. Um, the best window. But then we'll go through some of the deals. In my opinion, the best window was done by Chelsea. Um, I don't know what you lot's opinion is, but I would say Chelsea because of the end of the season, they were champions of Europe. If they needed any position, I think it was kind of clear that they needed a striker. They, they, I think their goal count in the league from an individual player was something really low. Um, so no standout goal scorer for a team that's going to win the league or expected to fight for the league. Yeah, you really feel that they need a goal scorer. So signing Lukaku for 97 million is a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but that's exactly kind of what they needed. Um, and then on the final day of the transfer window, um, in the last hours or maybe even after it shut, um, they saw, um, signed Saul Niguez from Atletico Madrid on loan, I think with an option to buy. Is that right, David? Yeah, an option to buy, 40 million. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, Chelsea. Um, David, who do you think had the best window? I think overall it was Chelsea. Um, in terms of the players that they needed, uh, Lukaku coming in, uh, they needed a, a strike up front because obviously the concerns with Werner from last season. But I think you've got to look at it from an overall perspective because yeah, their incomings and then their outgoings. Chelsea in this market have been able to get the players they needed, but also to ship out players to keep their net spend quite low. Uh, I've been very impressed with the way Chelsea have conducted themselves in this transfer window. Um, yeah, they look they look prime ready for for the you know the rest of the Premier League, and I think they're definitely favourites. Man, Tuchel's identified the targets, and then getting Sound Gez at the end, perfect to kind of. Sh- uh, shoulder the responsibilities off Kante and the kind of and Jorginho so he can rotate with Kovacic. So I think he slots in quite well. Dan, 
Um, I'll go with both of you. Chelsea, Chelsea smashed it, to be honest. Um, they spent in the right places. So who was their top scorer last season? Was it still like Tammy Abraham? We didn't get um, him. They needed someone. Yeah, I think to it could have been. Yeah. yeah, they needed someone. Lukaku's not the guy that they let go 10 years ago. Yeah, he's his game has developed so much better now. He's 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 a perfect guy for them now. Mm. So and you can't go wrong with they. Not that they didn't need him, but they they could have been fine. But then getting Niguez as well, yeah. and then for the with the option for only forty million, mm. that that's that's bargain in these these times. Uh, like I said, the players they shipped out to save to 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 cut their net spend down. As much as everyone hates on Chelsea, but. They keep it. Um, they've, they've kept their business quite good. Yeah, I mean, even the Abraham deal. I mean, thirty-four million to, to Roma with a buyback for sixty-eight yeah. million. That's like a two-year loan. Two-year loan deal before that um, kicks in. So you're following the same path as Lukaku, getting that experience in Europe under Mourinho, comes yeah. back to Chelsea, becomes a better player. Okay, so let's look at some of the deals that were done on the last day, the standout ones. Um, I didn't even notice Nathan Chalabar. I don't know if this is big news, but he left Watford and went to Fulham for free. Um, but surprising one. Um, Brighton done a couple bits of business. Um, they brought in a attacker called Seema. Um, Didn't they get Cucurella as well? And then they sent him, sorry? They got Cucurella as well, didn't they? Yeah, and then Cucurella yeah. as well. Um, but that Seema guy got sent straight out on loan to the championship with Stoke. But Cucurella mm. is a guy who's talked about, I don't really know much about him, I just know he's got a mad trim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was brought in, he's been talked about. So, um, yeah, Brighton doing a little bit business on the last day. Um Everton brought in Solomon Rondon, who Benitez knows very well, had him at Newcastle, did quite well under him. I think that's a good kind of understudy to cover Lewin, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a great signing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much football he'll get, but I think at the moment, Calvert Lewin is picked up an injury, hasn't he? Nah, but he's prone to picking up injuries, so I think he'll slot well, I thought he pulled out of the England squad. Yeah. He did. I think that's precaution. Yeah, I think that's oh, okay, precaution, yeah. though, isn't it? Maybe, maybe. Um, Arsenal signed um, Japanese, well, centre-back, right-back, um, to get hit. What's his name? Takahiro Tomoyasu. Go on, Dan. You know what I mean? The Asian, <laughs> the Asian pronunciation. Um, yeah, from Bologna. And as a Spurs fan, I know we were chasing him very early in the market. Obviously, we had a bit of a problem because he was away with Japan at the Olympics. He kind of picked up an injury while he was there, so we kind of delayed that. Then we kind of pulled out. I heard he was upset about that. Um, and as usual, Arsenal pick up our scrappings. Um, <laughs> and well, we kind of had to because we shipped out <laughs> Bellerin. Oh, yeah. Bellerin went on loan to Real Betis. And um, so a lot of right-back movement because Serge Aurier got released by Spurs in the end. Um, we'll be terminating this contract mutually. Um that was done as well. Crystal Palace signed Edouard from Celtic, 23-year-old striker. Got a good reputation. Obviously, it's up in Scotland, but... Um, I think that could be a good move. Mm. Could be a good move. Could be a good move, man. Um, we'll see 
if you can hit the ground running for them, I think they're going to need him to, to be honest. Yeah. This season, Chris Palace and um, Patrick Vieira. Um, yeah, Andre Gray going from um, Watford on loan to QPR. I just saw that. I, I didn't know that. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, that was I, last I minute. Yeah, it was, I, I did see that on the last day. I did, still, I did hear news of that. Um, the site is not showing me anymore. It's not really showing me love. Um, so let's talk one of the biggest deals. It was announced earlier in the window. Uh, earlier in the window. Early in the... Earlier on deadline day, Cristiano Ronaldo completed his move um, back to Manchester United. Perfect segue. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo um, yesterday broke the international goal scoring record with 109 and then made 110 goals to headers late um, against Ireland to claim victory. I thought it was 111. Yeah, 111. Was it 111? Sorry. Um, yeah. Now it is, yeah. 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 Um, Cristiano, what, what, what can we say? I mean, I'll let you two have your piece on him. I'll just say that for me, I've obviously, I think a lot of the records he's got anyway will kind of imply that anyway, but he is the greatest goal scorer I've ever seen. I think that there has ever been. Um, I don't think he's the best player. I think we don't want to get into that debate. Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> Lionel Messi. But Lionel Messi for me is, is a better footballer, but Cristiano Ronaldo, as I said, is a supreme athlete and he's the best, he's the best goal scorer out there. Um, obviously, he's gone back to Manchester United. Can he still do it? But what, what, after breaking that record, what, what, uh, what would you like to say about Cristiano, Dan, first? And then David? Uh, I agree with you. He's got one of the greatest goal scorers we've seen. Hands down. I think he's he's kind of that example of hard work mm. showing up. Because yeah. like you said, he, he was not, not that he wasn't blessed, but like if you compare it at the same age with him and Messi, Messi was thing, but he's just shown that that hard work and dedication. You see the way he talks about the stuff where he, yeah. like, I saw heard a thing about he went to Juventus and then everyone comes to train at nine o'clock. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, screw that. I'm coming in at eight. Yeah. And then everyone sees him doing eight o'clock and they're like, okay, my man's doing this. They see the, the work he puts in. It's his mindset, be, man, isn't it? Yeah. And, and at 36 years old, to still be that way. Yeah. He could easily just say, look, I've broken these records. I've done this. I can yeah, have... I'm all the money. I can take my foot off the gap. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still, he's still got that dedication. And I think he'll have it till the day he retires. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, man. Um, David, obviously, he's come back to your club. Um so what do you feel on Cristiano? Obviously, you're a Man United fan, so you're going to be a bit biased, but... <laughs> yeah, well, nah, what... I mean, yeah, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, for me, is the best Man United player we've ever had, hands down, um, what he's achieved and even beyond that. But I've always been a, you know, a fan of his, is the mentality, the, the will to win, the elite mentality that he instills himself and at 36 is still continuing... And, break all these accolades and still has that will and desire to come back and still wants more and demands more from his teammates as well. And I think that's what we need. I think at United, we need someone, you know, to take us to the scruff of the neck. The young players in the team can kind of look up to Ronaldo, follow his, his trends and his patterns that he sets. And it can only bode well for our, for our team. But as, as a player, 
consummate professional, always on point, and it's just will the will to score goals. And yeah, he's a world class player. I, I do agree with you a bit. You know, I, I, as as I do love Ronaldo, I think technically speaking, Messi's better. That's a different debate. But as the player, man, he's unbelievable, man. I was going to say, I like the way as well that he transitioned his game from when he started out as a winger. Back then, you wouldn't have seen him being a main striker. And to, to, to be from, from the back end of his Madrid time when he yeah. transitioned up to, to be the, the, the man on the, right at the, the point, he, he smashed it. And it's um, given that longevity as well. So I think if he, he wouldn't be able to keep up if he was still a winger like that. Because so, it's taken some of the burden off of him and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's prolonging his career. So, Dan, what, what do you think um, he can do for Manchester United? Where do you think he could take Man United? What you thought Man United before he came in? And how, how do you think he changes their season? Um, their play is going to be the same, but I think he's just going to bring that winning mentality. He's going to grab some of them more? Do you think they can achieve more now that he's there? Or I, th- I think they can. Honestly, I think they can. Because it's that thing of winners just breed that... that um, yeah. That, uh, what's the word, man? That confidence around the squad. Yeah. So, and he's, the, the, the players that they've got who are good, it's going to up, up their levels. And uh, I believe he knows, he, he knows Oli as well. I'm not saying there's a manager, but he knows things. And he loves the club. So he, he's, he's going to put in that work and he's going to make these men lift, lift their levels up. So is he going to play week in, week out? Hmm. I don't know. Obviously, coming he from Spain, it. yeah, but coming from Spain and, you, and, and Italy and stuff like that, I don't want to be rude, but the way you can tuck goals in that league isn't necessarily the way it is here. If he does it, then boy. That, that's what he's, I was he's the ask. guy. That's what I was going to ask as well, both of you, like, what what do you think? What goal t- target do you think he'll reach or can reach? I think he'll do twenty goals in the Premier League. I think he'll do twenty goals in the Premier League. David, I think ten to fifteen. I don't think it's as, as easy for him to come back. Um, you know, he has to kind of adjust back into the Premier League, and you know. It's going to be a bit difficult from the beginning, I feel, to kind of get that service. Um, and to answer that question about whether or not he'd be a big, big plus for us, but I still think the problem is going to always be the midfield. And that's always going to be a problem for him in terms of the service. And um, it'd be a beneficial for us up, up front, but I can't say one man's going to be able to get us trophies and stuff. But the jury's out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's back, but. Yeah, I still have my concerns and reservations about the, the midfield. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, also, um, in the window, I did want to mention that, because um, I mentioned in the other episode about Burnley chasing Cornet. They actually did get him in the end. So yeah. now he is officially the only black man in Burnley. I, I just and he and he pointed <laughs> he pointed at the wrong part of the, the shirt as well. <laughs> what do you mean? At the... He was supposed to point at the badge, but he was pointing to the Umbro sign instead. <laughs> <laughs> so he might be the only black guy in Burnley, but I think he might be the most hated black guy in Burnley right now. So <laughs> well, that would be hard. Um, yeah. Um, 
on the window, is there any more? Any more before we move on? Um, I know PSG have had quite a good window. Um, I think it's insane. Quite a good window. They, Look, had kept the him most, back. they had the most ridiculous window. <laughs> Ramos, Donnarumma, Lionel Messi on free transfers. Tamavinga. Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum as well. They, they're going to lose Mbappe. It's, it's the, they rejected the approach. Good thing you mentioned that, David. Um, they rejected the approach from... Um, Real Madrid didn't accept the cash and now he's just going to leave on a free. I think that kind of just shows that you don't give a shit. Like, you refuse 170 million or whatever for a guy that's going to go for free. I don't know. You've got a serious ego. Or... I think they're going to try and maximise this season and try and win the, the, the Champions League to kind of yeah, either one, change his... 100%. 100%. And, and I think they know that they've got a player that will try you know what I mean? He, he he scored two goals on the weekend. Messi made his debut as well, by the way. Mm. Um, came on for, I think, 20 minutes or something. Um, and instantly, his first three touches were just magical. Like, so smooth. Like, just knew what was going on. Um, but anyway, yeah, Mbappe scored twice. And you can see, like, he was happy. He said, obviously, he scored a goal, celebrated. So he looked like a guy that really gave a shit what was going to happen. The decision, I, I, I heard that he was comfortable with whatever... They wanted to decide. He just let the club know, listen, if you don't accept it, you know that I'm just going to go for free anyway. So that's completely up to you. And they chose not to accept the cash. Um, anyone you feel should have spent more money in the Premier League and didn't, and now you think could be in trouble because they didn't spend... Uh, um, they didn't attack the market enough. I think Arsenal spent a lot of money, but they just spent on the wrong the wrong targets. Um, so a lot of money they spent on on some unknowns and some damn right bums, man. I mean, I mean Ramsdale, Ramsdale, Jeez, bums, yeah. <laughs> Ramsdale, like his relegated settings. Um, some of some obscure names like you vaguely heard of, like in. I mean, the right back here, I heard about him from Bologna. Um, but, you know, Odegaard as well. He didn't really impress last season. I think they could have put a bit more money towards getting, or even attempted to try to get Madison. So I think if they put 70 million together, I think they would have got I, I, Madison. I wouldn't have minded um, Arsenal, well, for not as much more money to get um, Hassan Ulla from uh, Lyon. Mm. I yeah, think that I, was quite the, the, the fee for that come down to about 47 million. Which is only and yeah. what um, Odegaard is thirty six. Yeah. yeah, I was hearing even twenty five, but I'm hearing that no one really actually went in hard for him, which was mm. a bit of a weird one. I mean, Burnley, as I said, they got Cornet, Aaron Lennon came back to the club, which is good to see. Um, and they also signed Connor Roberts, the right back from Wales, from Swansea. Just looking through here, any other order teams, any other deals. I want to shout out West Ham though for their business. Ah, right, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. late. They did late. They didn't They're get the end. Brilliant transfer. Oh, I don't know about brilliant. The signings that they signed. Uh, listen, for, for uh, their level. No, I think. Uh, listen, they bought players in. Um, they got that crowd. Who who's kind of talked about the um another Czech player 
They got That's him the in the on Spartak Moscow. But they got Vlasic, um, who used to play for Everton. And for CSK Moscow, 27 million, a lot of money. So that's the replacement for Lingard that he get to bring back to the club. Um, Zuma, they brought him from West Ham. But the other thing I do want to talk about is players that are now fucked because they didn't get moves. And I'm going to mention names to you, Dan, first. Maitland-Niles. Yeah. Maitland-Niles came out on Instagram and said that, basically, if you're not going to play me, then... I want to go. Like, I want to play football. I heard, I think it was Evan came in late. Yeah, Evan was in for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Arsenal refused it. Um, how, how, how do you look on that scenario? Do you feel for Mate and Niles? Do you think it makes sense you, that he needed to keep on to him? Or? I, I don't think Arteta is going to play. As much as he's made promises that He's going to give him some game time and this and the other. He's not going to get the game time he wants. Basically, he's been sold a dream, and for he'll come to Germany and want to go again. And yeah. I think I think I think they're they're, they're mocking him. Hmm. I think it's off the back of letting Willock go, another homegrown, and let another. If they let Maitland Niles go, they, oh, they okay, don't yeah. want that, they don't want that stink from the fans. Reese Nelson you know I mean? left but, the club as well. Isn't it? Yeah. So I, I that's my take. But I think, like I say, he's been sold a dream. He's Arteta's not going to play. Not where he yeah. wants to play in central midfield. He's, yeah, he seems to be much utility, man. And this is like... That's, yeah, that's, that's a problem when you're a utility, man. But, yeah. but also, if you look at the start of the season, like he's seen people like Chambers and Kolasinac get minutes. El Nelly yeah. even get minutes. And he doesn't. So I understand his frustrations. Um, should he go out on Instagram and do that? I, I don't think so, but... I say, if you're a guy and you're not playing and you're clearly, you're seeing other guys that, to be honest, shouldn't even yeah. be at the club still. Like, as an Arsenal fan, yeah, I, do I want to see him say yes? But as a player who I, I think he's a decent player, he should, he should let him go. Mm. He might come back to bite us in the arse and the next thing he's scoring goals against us, but probably Willock's going to do. But don't hold the guy's career back. Mm. Um... Van der Beek. Um, I also heard that Everton came in late for him as well. Um, David, obviously, I know you're a big Van der Beek fan. You believe you can do miracles at Manchester United. <laughs> listen, I, um, Van der Beek. Listen, it's just a travesty the way he's been treated. I've said it many a time on the pod. He's just, he's just been violated by Solskjaer, man. Solskjaer's got the blinkers on when it comes to Van der Beek. He just loves McFred too much. It's, it's it's a problem because I think he the the board said that you know Everton were interested in getting him um, on, on on loan, and then apparently last minute Solskjaer kind of blocked the move and said that I oh, know he he wants him, and now his agents come out and said that he's you know there's been an agreement that you know Donny's going to get some minutes allegedly. Um, Donny's patient, you know he's been training well. He's, you know, he's kind of changed his physique um, over the over the summer period. Um, he's ready. He wants to play for United. He's, he signed a massive contract at United, six-year deal. So, yeah, big deal. I heard that this morning. So, you know, he... But if things don't change, then, you know, should let him go in January. But I'm I don't saying, see... What's the minutes he's going to get, like, Carabao Cup or something? 
like, what? You've got the Champions League. You got the yeah, the Carabao Cup. He ain't play, he ain't no, but I'm saying, but that's a that's the kind of minutes they'll give him, like Carabao yeah. Cup. Or something. He deserves way better than that. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. rate this guy as well because from Ajax, like, I love watching that. Quality player, man. And I think he's just like like their, their production lines done. And he's he's just on an, he's on another level. I don't know if he's gonna save save the world like they thinks, but I do think he's an absolute <laughs> quality player. The problem we have at United is, yeah, it's it's the fact that Solskjaer and, and the coaches have a certain way they want to play, you know, and Van der Beek, like, you well, know, comes from the academy. There's nothing wrong with that, but, nah, but mediocrity at United, man. If you've got Jesse Lingard and he's not get he's not getting minutes, um, but you hold on to him because you feel you need him, and then you hold on to Van der Beek because you, say you feel you need him as well, and none of them. Like none of them have made an appearance yet this season. Kind of makes well, you feel like when are they ever going to play them? Well, Lingard stayed because of personal reasons, isn't it? He stayed. I think he wanted to be closer up to Manchester, so I don't think he wanted to go to West Ham. So he didn't um, want to play football. Well, that's what it looks like, isn't it? But uh, I think I think Van der Beek for you know a player that quality. Listen, there's only there's no other manager in the Premier League, like I mentioned, would treat Donny Van der Beek the way Solskjaer. Tusha wouldn't t- treat him like that. Arteta wouldn't treat him like that. Klopp, Pep, would never treat him like that. He well, kept. I'll be a nasty. But he's a quality no. player, man. And, and and the fact that it's not only just affected his club football, but Van Gaal was, you know, sat him down, had a phone call, forty-five minutes to say, "Listen, you know, I can't include you in the Dutch team because you're not getting the minutes." Mm. So I think for his career, he has to leave. But then it just goes to show on Igula Solskjaer is that the midfield as it is ain't good enough. You haven't even given him an opportunity to, to play. And my argument is you're, you're playing your favourites like Dan James and then you're selling him to Leeds for 30 million. It's, it don't make no sense. But that's the market, isn't it, for, for British players, isn't it? But it's, 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 it's a disgrace, really. It's more to do with Oli, isn't it? Oli's just not good enough at ma- to be manager at Man United. He just he ain't good enough, man. Oh, shit, a, a, there's been enough games for me to suggest, you know, he, he ain't good enough. He's me- he's mediocre. He ain't going to win anything. It's great that Ronaldo's back, but listen, Oli- Oli's going to crumble, man. And I think, you know, look, he can't complain now because he's got all he's got all his signings, what he wanted. All Apparently, right. you never right, wanted a midfielder. So we'll see. That, that was segue onto a manager that actually his job isn't. <laughs> and should be. Um, yeah, I was going to mention Ndombele because he didn't get his move, but it doesn't matter. Let's move on to Arteta now. Um, Arsenal, after international break, have Norwich. My question to you, Dan. Mm-hmm. I know you spoke to me about this. I think you spoke on the episode as well and said that realistically, you're, you're a man that has is a fair man, let's just say that. A fair man doesn't like to scream for managers to get sacked, like to give them a full go. Yeah. And you said December would be the right time to make a decision, yeah. depending on yeah. where he is. But you have Norwich, who are one place above you by a goal difference in the table. And we know it's only three matches. But if Arsenal did lose to Norwich, must he be set? Must he be set? If you lose no. to Norwich? No. No. 
Come on. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not disagree with you. Like, I, yeah, I need to. No, I'm, why? No, I'm just like to after you've just given him the tools he wants, the players that he's well, I say he's asked for, but we know Edu does the business to to, to bomb him out after four games. I think is over the top. I know there's going to be a lot of Arsenal fans screaming for his head. But for the players he's got now that he's got in, he hasn't had that long to work with him. For, for with the new guys to shape to, to shape to shape his squad. I hear what you're saying. People can be like, he needs to go, but I still stick by December. If things ain't turning around by then, then you get someone in before and you transfer them. So, yeah. and I've told you, what, I'm I'm not. I've never won to call for the managers to be... I was never a Wenger out, Emery out. Mm. I don't want to see a man lose his job. You, you know what Arteta's... He, he, he feels for the club after the, the, the years he played there. Yeah. It's in him, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not saying he needs to go, but honestly, he doesn't have much longer. So what have we got? Three months? <laughs> well, and again- then... But as I said to you before, now I, I know how you felt all these years mm-hmm. as a Spurs fan. Mm-hmm. And but ho- hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this one only lasts, doesn't last as long as the, what, the 25 years that you've been a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> Three point lane it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I was watching the 100 Premier League goals of Thierry Henry. He never lost a North London derby. That, yeah, that's the, <laughs> only, that's the only Arsenal footage you can watch. <laughs> Um, hey, I'm, I'm living in the past, bro. Don't watch me until we come back. <laughs> David, um, obviously, you have your view on your manager. Um, Arteta, what's your view on Arteta? I think it's a bit different from Oli because um, I, I, I'd, I'd give Arteta a bit more time. He's, um, what? Yeah, I'll give him a lot because he's a different because he's shown that he can win stuff. He's won the nah, FA Cup. Nah, nah, sorry, sorry. Wait, we have to beef here because... He won the FA Cup, yeah? Yeah. But winning a cup means jack shit. I said this to Dan when we were sitting here before we started this. Alec McLeish, yeah? He beat Arsenal in the Carabao Cup final um, and then got relegated. So what about him? Where's he now? But that's that's a different set of circumstances. Come on, man. Birmingham City. But this guy, like, Oli at least got you into the Champions League. And what happened? What happened when he got us into the Champions League? Right no, back I, in the Europa League. No, and then what happened in the final? He lost. I understand that, but as I'm saying, like anyway, three years of three years of Oli at the wheel. Three all right, years. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so sorry. Go back to your point. Why? Why? Why do you feel that Arteta should be given more time? I think he should be given more time because if, now. Sorry, like, so, so if he loses to Norwich. He should still keep his job. I don't think until December. I think, you know, this next yeah, month... No, no, could... but, but, but Norwich. If he loses to Norwich, should he keep his job? I don't think the board will get rid of him. But I'm not asking you that. <laughs> I'm asking you, should he I think... be sacked? No, I don't think he should be sacked. No. Okay. The reason why, because look, you know, the, the board have spent a lot of money. Oh, it's questionable about the signings, but they've backed him. 
So he needs a bit of time to kind of embed the squad together with the new signings and the new additions. Mm. And I do think he's a capable manager. And I know we have, you know, I know people are going to say, but he did win a trophy with, with them. And, you know, in some ways, if had, let's say, if Arsenal had got to the Europa League final and won, they would have been in the Champions League this season. So this guy is capable of doing something. But, you know, maybe the year out with uh, not being in Europe might help Arsenal, you know, eventually. But he needs a bit of time to embed the team. But I think the next couple of months are going to be very, very important to get the results, get the points on the board. But I do think he's worth enough time because I don't think he's had enough time to really get the, the team playing the way he wants to, everyone firing on all cylinders. So I think he's afforded a couple of months. But if he if the results are still the same after that, then, yeah, he needs to go. But de- definitely currently he has the excuses of players missing and, and, and stuff like that. So, to be fair, that's definitely there. I, I'm just saying, um, I'm not saying that I would sack him. I don't think he will get sacked by the board anyway, but I just feel that the way Arsenal fans are, if they lose at home to Norwich, yeah. it will be carnage down there. Carnage. And I just feel from there, I just... He might as well dig a hole for himself if while the clock is ticking if they're losing that match because... So pressure cooker at, at the Emirates, you know, any oh, result. I, I mean, it's difficult for these players to come. Anywhere else, it wouldn't be a problem. But because obviously Arsenal and the fan base is a difficult situation for a player. I mean, Ben White went for £50 million. That price tag is like a noose around his neck. Any mistake he makes, he's going to get ridiculed. So it's not easy for him to bed in and, and give a performance because he's always going to be scrutinised one way or another. So it's difficult for these players to bed in and... Give performances, man. It's, it's a difficult yeah. environment for them at the moment, man. Like I say, the other one I heard about, say with Ben White, and then people are um, people are starting to look. You've got Saliba now at Marseille, yeah. the top of the league, and he's been a standout. So I know it's early in the season, but he was a prospect before. He's been a, he's done well out on on loan last back end of last season. This season he started off well, and he's he's, he's smashing it. I think Guendouzi's doing well as well. Then he get called up to the French squad as well. Yeah. Who? But when Doozy, Doozy, yeah. Jesus. another one we bombed out, but I get when Doozy bombed was because it was actually, but I think so the, the comparison yeah. with Ben White and then when you've got Saliba doing well, yeah. it's it's like they've said, it's, it's that news around his neck, anything he does. Yeah, did, did, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Look, man, there's international break, so there's a bit of rest on it, um, but I think it is a huge, a huge game for Arsenal and um, so let's go on to MMA now. We've got quite a bit, so let's get through this. Um, Chikadze and Barboza was the fight from the weekend. Um, just say some of the results from the card first before we talk about that. We're going to talk about two fights mainly. Um, Gerald Mershart in the middleweight division got a Good submission win. I'm kind of surprised because his opponent, Miradov, was, was a massive favourite and like, he's looked good. I've seen him a couple of times. He looks like a good fighter. Yeah, Mershaw in trouble a lot, quite a few times. Yeah, I, you know what? They were saying that on the commentary. I missed like, the first couple of minutes of the first round. Um, he rocked him a few times. When I started watching was actually catching him a few yeah. times. Um, and Miradov was looking a bit... Sloppy, just for mad haymakers. 
Um, Kevin Lee lost a unanimous decision to Daniel Rodriguez. We're going to talk that fight, so we'll go back to that. That was at World Weight. Um, Ricky, how do you pronounce his name, Dan? Yeah, he, he um, for Brady, Brady Heisman in um, the Bantamweight division final. Um, and in the tough, the tough from the tough house, um, and Ricky won the contract, so he's the, the newest name on the roster in the UFC by split decision. And Brian Battle won the middleweight bout against um, Gilbert Urbina. It started kind of rocky for um, Brian Battle. Urbina was putting it on him at the beginning, wrestling ground and pound. Um, but Brian Battle survived, kept calm, kept composed, and in the end, um, turned the fight completely around. Um, was ended up dominating the wrestling positions himself and then got a rear naked choke. Um, so he's won the contract there. Um, and then the main event, which we're going to talk about now, Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze. Chikadze won by third round TKO. Um, and I'm at you, Dan. I saw the fight. Obviously, um, I was looking forward to the fight. Massive, massive thing was um, the speed difference. Eagle was so rapid compared to him. Um, I did say about hands up. I thought Edson had the little advantage with the hands, and and Giga may have more advantage with his kick because his body kick has been has been lethal. There wasn't much kicks from Edson. Giga was throwing some out there, caught him with a few. Um, Edson was checking the body kick really nicely, raised the, raised his knee up and, and, and blocked it, checked it a few times. That was really nice. And as I said, the speed and Giga was drawing him in. Giga was not taking the center of the octagon, was standing up against the cage, man, kind of drew him in and then used his speed and and um, was very poised and very calm and you could see his confidence was growing. You could see a couple of times he landed. It, it looked like it hurt Edson a bit. Um, and then in the third round, he took him out, man. Um, the ref had to step in and stop that. Big win for Giga. Um, quickly, Dan, let's look at the rankings. What next for for Giga, would you say now? Massive win for him. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know he called out Holloway. Yeah, that was number one, right number one. And he yeah, just moved yeah. up to number eight, by the way. Okay. I mean, does he get back straight away? I mean, off the back of the hype, mm. Dana could just, just well throw that at him. I don't think he should. I'm not, I don't think he should, but I think they, they, you know, the way Dana likes to jump on something, mm. he may push it. But I think mm. he, he, he may, may be up against um Zombie. That's what I think. I think that's the fight. I was I mean, going to say zombie. Zabit, as we, I think we said this before, where the hell is Zabit going? Yeah. Zabit just disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, but Yara Rodriguez is high up in the rankings and he hasn't fought for fucking ever. I well, like was, Arnold. I like Arnold Allen. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, he was matched with um, Holloway, but then obviously he pulled out with the. Yeah. And he was matched with Zabit like three times before that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. needs to take the fight and. Actually, make it to the fight. 
I think <laughs> Allen is coming up a win over Yusuf. But I think Allen and Rodriguez, why not? Um, and as I said, Giga's got some nice momentum. Six fight win streak in the UFC. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's the fight. I think Zombie, because I, I kind of feel Max could do whatever the fuck he wants, to be honest. If Max wants to sit on the couch and wait, I think he deserves to because I think he won that second fight against Volkanovski. And I think even coming off of the back of the Volkanovski fight, the, the fights they threw at him, he just took them. He, yeah, he didn't he just, sit there screaming he, he like, I deserve the shot. He took How many fights has he had since he lost to Volkanovski? Yeah. He had the... Is it just the one? Kato? He had the Calvin Kato and didn't he have another one? Or was it just that he was booked in the number one? Nah, I think he's just had the Kato. But do you know I what I mean? He didn't, he didn't back down from a thing because they said, okay, now you're going to fight. Um, yeah, no, nah, he was willing and he was saying, I'll, was fight, like, I'll fight anyone until I get my other shot. Right, yeah. But I, I just feel Max, especially what he did to Kato, who are you going to put in there, in there with? I mean, yeah. obviously, Zombie's come off a win. You could put Zombie and Max, but... Um, nah, I, I, as, as I said, if, if Max wants to fight, then give him a fight. But yeah. as I said, I, I think he should wait for the winner of um, Ortega and Volkanovski. Um, and the other fight that we've got to talk about was um, Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee lost to um, Daniel Rodriguez. Um, I'll let you have first. It's that uh, what, what did you feel of the fight? Um, I think, well, we talked about before. First round, I think Kevin Lee do, does what Kevin Lee does. He was, he was up for the fight. He was on it. The, the pressure was there. Hmm. Took his shot. But then the moment Rodriguez was up, it's like he was spent. Hmm. And it was like, what's next? He, he's trying some shots that just weren't going to come off. You know, he was, he was getting desperate. Even and there's one I saw, him, I saw him. I saw him shoot from how far out, trying to grab man's ankle, and he'd already he was scored. shooting from too far like, out. And he was throwing punches yeah. from too far out where they weren't yeah. going to catch him. And and Rodriguez has got that. He, he's very long. He fights yeah. long, like he stretches out and straight punches, and and he was just tagging him with that left constantly, and it just looked like a mirror of Kevin Lee's fights against maybe three other opponents: um, Oliveira, yeah. um, Ferguson. As I said, like to you, he starts fights how he starts fights. That's how he starts fights. Kevin yeah. Lee is, is is a little more active, won the first round, get a takedown. But I, I just feel once he engages in the wrestling, he's done for. I don't know what it is. He just seems to run out of complete steam. And then once he gets up on the feet, he's just too slow. Defensively-wise, he's terrible. He just looks sloppy. I mean, Dana might have said that they don't know what to do with him. This is probably it for him. I think he needs to concentrate more on his striking because if your striking's up to, up to par, then, then you can work that into the takedown. Because the bottom line is, you look at him now, all he's got really is the shot. Because like I said, his striking's not up to thing, so basically his thing is going to try and wrestle. So mm. you need to get the hands going to give someone another, another look going, oh shit, he's not just going to shoot on me. I've got yeah. to worry about his hands. I'm not saying you're going to be an amazing striker like on a Max Holloway, but you need to make them fear it. So then they're yeah. questioning whether you're going to shoot in or you're going to, you're going to strike. But you're one-trick pony. And it's... Yeah, because at the first round, his, his striking looks decent. But then, as I said, once he engages in the wrestling, he starts to get tired and, and 
then he just starts to stay too far on you. So far away, uh, and, I, and I was, was catching him, and he was just shaking his head all the time. And I was thinking, yeah. who are you fooling? Again, delusional Kevin Lee. I and, thought going and, to TriStar, he was going to up oh, that level. Man. And it's... 100%. I thought it was the perfect move for him. Exactly. When he was on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan told him, I saw everything Joe saw. I was like, yeah, you know what? GSP kind of like, he's got mm. the wrestling. He, 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 he doesn't have to be a fantastic striker. can just use his jab. And, but he's just not. I don't know, man. I mean... Is 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 Mike Perry still around? Well, yeah, he didn't get cut. He's still about. Them two need to fight. Them two That'll need to fight. Wall, Whoever right. loses goes. <laughs> uh, someone put a joke here. Yeah. <laughs> if them two fight, yeah, whoever wins goes to Bellator. Whoever loses goes to Pernacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's that bad, but. Whoever wins, give them one last fight, a realistic fight after that. Yeah. But whoever yeah. loses, that's it. You're gone, man. You two are jokers. And as I said, they're both guys that like to fight and will fight anyone. But you're just both not, not, not good enough for the UFC. And I know that sounds crazy because Kevin Lee, the bar was set so high and people thought that he could reach the ceiling. No, yeah, it's that, not that long ago he was challenging for an interim title and then would have yeah. got Khabib and then this was like, it's just gone downhill. Yeah, it's kind of uh, sad to see. Like you like said, he, from where he was. But he believes he's better than like Al Iaquinta and you have two losses to Al. And yeah. Like, it, it's crazy. Um, so this weekend is um, the card that I said is the um, UK... Invasion, they were all coming over to America. Um, headlined, I'm surprised they let Darren, Darren Till in this time again. Uh, they need, didn't they almost not let him in for the New York part? Yeah, because so, when he stole when he stole the taxi in, um, in Spain, yeah, 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 they were yeah. gonna turn him away. <laughs> this, this is um, happening at the apex. I would just Paddy Pimblet ain't even got is, a picture. Deep. Yeah, you got a picture. Um, former Cage Warriors. I think he's two weight champion. Yeah, very so, Conor yeah. McGregor kind of attitude. Very Conor McGregor kind of hype. He believes he's going to be the next superstar. Um, he's fighting a guy who's one and two. He says he's going to end this in the first round. Um, he probably will. I don't doubt it. Um, I mean, to be honest, Paddy Pimblet, from what he's done so far from Cage Warriors, he's backed up what he said. Yeah, like with his with his his talk, but let's see if he's ready for that jump. I think he's ready for the UFC. But yeah, yeah, he's at that age now. He's refused the UFC twice. He said, "Yeah, time." He did his work in another in like yeah, yeah, circuit, yeah. the same and yeah, and he's done it. So I mean, he's he's he's, he's talking a lot. You know, he's saying how um, he's had a few things to say about Abib, not not like he'll beat Abib in a fight or nothing, but <laughs> he just had a lot to say. But um. He's got a hell of a lot of confidence. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't mm. expect much. He'll probably look great against um, his opponent. Um, and then he'll get cut. And then we'll see, we'll see what he has after that, to be honest. That's how I'm almost looking at it. It's probably a bad attitude, but we'll see. It's MMA, anything can happen, I guess. Um, yeah. Alex Morono, who isn't English, by the way, but I just have to mention him because he's a dog. 
ist bei einem David Zawada. Um, I probably know David Zawada, but as I said, there's so many UFC fighters to know that I lose count. Um, in the co-main event, Tom Aspinall, who I'm very impressed with, a heavyweight fight against Sturgai Spivak, who, another guy who I like. Um, Spivak likes to get his wrestling on, take it to the ground, the polar bear, um, likes his submissions. Tom is, is I think, his black belt in, in jiu-jitsu. He's got a mm. high-level ground game, but on the feet, he moves like a water weight. He's, he's very moves with that um, Cyril Gann kind of movement. Um, but obviously Cyril Gann. He's another one. He, he took his shot and ran with it from the Fight Island when he got called yeah. up. And then just, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Nice knockout on his debut. He's a good fighter, man. Obviously, he beat um, Andrea Oloski in his last fight. I mean, yeah. in the main event, um, which I'll ask you in your opinion about, um, is Derek Brunson, who's the fifth-ranked middle, middleweight in the world. Unbeaten since he's moved down to Sanford MMA under Henry Hoof, is fighting um, Darren Till, the number seven middleweight. Darren Till was favourite to win that fight by the bookies. Um, what do you think? Who do you feel? Who are you backing in? I, I think I spoke to you about this before. I think, don't get me wrong, Till's good. Mm-hmm. Stand-up is on point. Kickboxer, mm-hmm. but I think if... If he can't negate Brunson's wrestling and stuff a takedown, mm. it's over for him. It's over for him. It will become a and, grind and fighting that's what he yeah. Because, I mean, you saw how when Till fought um, Woodley for the title, how easy it was for him to be taken down. Well, to be honest, because someone mentioned and, this the other day, he actually didn't get taken down, really. He actually got hit. There was a punch well, that then, dropped him and then he ended up in a... In a Bad position, but um, got dust, but yeah, he's you know what? Me, I, I think Darren Till is actually going to win this fight. I think because he fights at distance, if he can keep him at bay, like the way he like when he fought Gaston and thing, he's always fighting, it's that Muay Thai thing, so he's fighting from distance. If he can yeah. do that and then he can spot the takedowns, fine, then I think he's got it. But I think if if Branson can get inside on him and takes him down, it's a tough fight, like you said, he'll just grind on him. I think if it was a three-round fight, I might actually favor Bronson, weirdly enough, mm. because I think he can afford to wrestle for the first round, maybe wrestle for the second round, and then just coast through the third, third round, try not take any big shots. Because by then, you expect him to be a little tired with all the Russian exchanges. But he's very sloppy on the feet, Derek Bronson, but he, he, he's got power. You know what I mean? So he can hit, hit you with something awkward and he can hurt you. I just feel that Darren is going to do well enough to stop the takedowns. I think he might get a couple, but I don't know if he's going to get as many as, as, as he's going to need. Um, and is he going to be able to hold him there? I don't think he will. Um, and I think that's where Derek will tire. And as I said, being a five-round fight, I think once it gets to like the third, fourth, I think, Darren will start to take control and I think Darren will win. I I predict to probably go all the way. If not late, Darren might stop him. But um, we'll see, man. I, I think it's a close fight. I think even the odds show it's a close fight. But um, I think yeah, Till hasn't had a stoppage for a while, though, has he? 
No, 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 he hasn't. And he, he, he's he been kind of a point fighter. His, his stoppages have been at Waterweight, where he was ridiculously big. He cut an awful amount of weight, but he had he that missed power. missed a couple of times as well. He had that mad power, so yeah. they felt when he hit them. Um, where middleweight, it's not really the same. It hasn't transitioned the same. Um, but he's he's a he's a very good striker. So yeah, that's a, that's an interesting fight. Um, right, David, you can oh, yeah. get, you can get excited about this because your boy Ooh. Kamara Osman. We've got to talk about this card quickly. Um, it was announced earlier in this week, UFC 268. I'll read the card from the top to the bottom as far as we know it. I'll, I'll put the confirmed. There is some announced fights here, but I'm not sure if they're official, official like that. So anyway, the main event is the waterweight division rematch between Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington. The co-main is the women's strawweight title rematch between Rose Namanunes and Zhang Weili. Then, in the lightweight division, I'm gassed for Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Then in the middleweight division, I think we spoke about it before, um, Sean Strickland will be taking on Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold makes his return to middleweight. In the women's bantamweight division, great kickboxer Jermaine Durandame fights the fantastic boxer, in my opinion, Arena Aldana. That's a great fight, man. Um, the bantamweight division, Frankie Edgar, my probably favorite fighter ever, versus Marlon Vera, Chito. And in the lightweight division, Ali Quinton's back, and it should be a fun fight with Bobby Green. David. Yeah. Your boy, Kamara Osman. We're not going to break the fights down too much, but this card excite you and... Um, yeah, I mean, boy, when, your, I, when your, I first your, saw it... Your boy's back. He's back, man. He's not ducking anyone. He's lapping these guys and Covington's the next on the list. Um, I expect to repeat. Um, it was a great fight the first time round. You know, it was a war for five rounds. Kamara Usman, you know, outlasted him towards the end. Um, I expect, you know, Covington to come back and make the adjustments, but I expect nothing less but a Kamara-Usman convincingly, comprehensively breaking down Covington and, and shutting him up once and for all, man. He's talking too much smoke, man, and Usman's the guy at Welterweight. <laughs> uh, he definitely, he's definitely the man. Um... Now, I think with Kamara as well, after leaving Sanford and going to Trevor Whitman, because hmm. from the first fight, it was at Sanford, and Henry Hooft had him on point. Whitman's got his hands even better now. Yeah, and, so, and his feet, man, and his feet. And yeah. I think that's that's the big thing for this fight. Is we know Kobe likes pressure, but that last fight, no one pressured anyone. They both just basically stood in the middle, just looked at each other, and just threw punches <laughs> at each other. Where I think because they because they're both great wrestlers, they it was they yeah, were going to take each other down, up. so they stood in the middle. Yeah, and threw. They just stood there. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if if Kobe tries to. Dude, I think he's going to need to because Kamara's jab, if you look at it now, the way Kamara's been recently, I kind of see no way he loses this. It sounds stupid to say, but that's kind of how it seems like because he's been so good and he's improved so much. 
And Kobe hasn't really fought. He's just talked. So, and he's a great fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's going to have to do something completely. He can't do what he did in the last fight. He can't do it because Kamara's clearly better in that department than he was previously. Um, the joke figures, you look at Kamara, was it two years ago? Three years ago with his I'm fighting at 30% and Dana was just down on my man. Yeah, that was, he, he, yeah, he was talking was, like he was out of the Usman business. He didn't want a bar of him. But he was kind of right, though. He was kind of fighting that for he's stupid for saying it, for admitting it, yeah. but he kind of was. Um, yeah. My girl versus your girl, Dan. Fuck <laughs> <Spunk> Rose <laughs> versus Zhang Weili. The rematch, do you think it's the right fight to make? Do you know what? I think it is. I know people will say maybe not because of the way she got knocked out. Mm. And Carla Esparza, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I think it. I think she deserves a chance. I definitely, I think she deserves a chance. Because she never got to show anything. So, but obviously, if she gets smoked again, you're at the bottom of the barrel and then you're working your way back up. Yeah. But I, I think she deserves But this is going to be a fight. I hope it goes a bit longer than last time. <laughs> and it's Jack's favourite. But I, I just, I just, I just love, I'd, I'd love to see them actually go at it for longer than last time, actually see some back and forth. Like I said, if Rose dominates it, then boy, it's, it's, it was meant to be. And Shang's a level below. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised that it ended so quickly the last one. Yeah. I was, I was. I, I, I don't know why. Like, obviously, Yang have been really impressive. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Rose, but I think her last fight against Andrade before that it had been a bit of a it turned into a bit of a war. She took some damage. She clearly won the fight, but you know what I mean. Um, so I just didn't know what to expect, but yeah. Um, and we'll just chat a little about the last one that we're going to talk about is the lightweight fight between Gaethje and Chandler a very busy night for Trevor Whitman he's going to have three fights in a row I don't know if that's ever been done before um, Gaethje and Chandler I mean can you get any better fight than that Gaethje is if you want to talk about entertainment I don't think anyone's going to entertain you more than him <laughs> um, seriously and then Michael Chandler He's new to UFC, obviously. This will be his third fight. Nearly won the title against Oliveira. Um, Oliveira knocked him out in the second round. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting if Chandler thinks he's going to be able to do what Habib did with the wrestling against Gaethje. Gaethje is a high level. I was about to say, well, forgets that Gaethje is a, a proper wrestler, but he just yeah. likes to stand and back. Yeah, it just didn't look like that against Habib, to be honest. But, but Habib, Habib makes a lot of people look average. Does it to a lot of people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I expect them to both stand and bang. Um, I don't know if that's good for Chandler, to be honest. Um, I think he's been susceptible. Uh, what's the word? Susceptible? The leg kicks in the past. Um, when he Gage was developed. banging leg kicks. And Gage has got probably... <laughs> One of the most dangerous leg kicks there are. Um, that's a great fight there. Um, and now, boxing. Let's talk Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. 
first of all... You, can you call did, that boxing? All right. All right, whatever you want to call it. Did any <laughs> of you actually watch the full fight? Me, I didn't. Uh, listen, I watched, watched, I watched um, the parts I needed to watch. Yeah, um, I was going to say this. <laughs> I guess I've seen bits, but I didn't watch the whole fight. Yeah, yeah I, I saw the highlights and that was enough. Because I know Tyrone. I, I, I've watched him for years. It just looked like some of basically his last four fights, but the difference was he was in a boxing ring and an, an octagon. <laughs> And he actually walked forward in this fight. Now, <clears throat> I'll first of all give my point on Jake, what I'd take out of Jake. As I said, I didn't watch the full fight, but from what I saw, I've read the stats. It just looked like, which is not hard to do nowadays, he outworked Tyron. Um, from the clips I saw, he was literally backing up most of the time. If anyone got hurt, Jake got hurt. Tyrone didn't get hurt. Um, Tyrone actually didn't score a knockdown where I thought he should have. Because I actually woke up, yeah? I looked at my phone and on Twitter, and the first thing I saw was a picture of Jake hanging on the rope. So I thought he got knocked out. And I was like, yes, Woodley. Go on, Woodley. You're back. You know what I mean? I wasn't part of the process. And then he lost. And I was like, what? So basically, from what I saw, um, and little things I've heard, <clears throat> and I agree with, because I've kind of seen the same thing even in the short little highlights, it did look like um, Jake was a bit scared. As I said, I said this before, the guy has never been hit. And look, fair dues to him, because he got clapped a couple of times, yeah? He clapped Tyrone a couple of times as well, caught, caught him with a nice uppercut, um, and a good overhand left counter. I think it was left or it could have been a right. Um, but other than that, Tyrone just walks him down, stays at a stupid distance. When you're the shorter guy, you can't do that, man. You have to bob, you have to weave, you have to try and get in. You have to go under him. You know what I mean? And Tyrone wasn't really doing that. And Tyrone was doing what Tyrone does and wasn't throwing enough punches. And I think someone else said it um, on another podcast I listened to earlier. Said, if it was a fight, Tyrone won. But it wasn't a fight. It's a boxing match. And if it's a boxing match, it's boxing rules and it goes by points. And Jake scored more points to win the fight. As I said, I'm not scoring the fight. I'm not scoring it. I'm not arguing with the judges. I'm not saying... I know people say Tyrone shouldn't even know. On one card, he won the fight. He shouldn't even have got that. It was clear as day. He only won like two rounds. So I, I didn't watch it enough to be commenting about the rounds. But as I said, Tyrone has to throw punches. If he throws punches, I think he probably wins. Jake looked knackered at one stage. He looked shocked. He looked slightly hurt. Um... And as I said, I give him credit because he showed he's got a bit of fight in him. He's ready. He will take the punches and he kept coming. So he got a bit, he's got courage on that side. But is he of levels and call himself and some of the stupid things that he says? No. And that's what I don't like. Be a YouTube boxer. 
be whatever you are and, and, and a great businessman and say that you want to do this and you want to do that. That's fine to say that you want to try and reach them goals. But you're saying like you are better than these people. You can. In three years, I'm going to box. I'm Canelo. Are you stupid? <laughs> if you fight another fighter, a boxer, up until, which has got to happen, up until you fight Canelo in your dream, you're going to lose, mate. Because technically, technically for me, he didn't look good enough. He didn't. He, he fundamentally did the right things, and that's all he needs to do to beat Tyrone, because Tyrone doesn't do enough. So, yeah, that, that's just what I saw, really. even from the little highlights as well. As I said, going into it, I know Woodley. I know what Woodley does. So he just did the opposite. MMA, he backs up and stands against the cage. This time he walked forward, but still did nothing. So he just did reverse. He thought aggression was going to win him, and he tried to be the bully, which is fine. And you can, because you're a guy who's got much more experience than this guy. So get into his head. He's never been in a position where someone's walking forward trying to throw punches at him. But you're walking forward and you're not throwing punches. And he's just tapping you in your belly or tipping you a couple of times in the head because you're there. And, and yeah, Woodley wants a rematch. What do you lot think? What's the point? Money. That's about to yeah. hate it. <laughs> I mean, he buzzed him in the fourth round. You know, if it weren't for the ropes, you know, he would have would have knocked him out. But that should have been a knockdown, no? It should have been a knockdown. But you know, yeah, it wasn't scored. It wasn't scored. Yeah, because he, you know, Jake paid the judges, isn't it? So it was. But uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. And my my thing is as well when he when he uh, buzzed him or knocked him knocked him out. Why didn't he he just let him off the hook? Didn't 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 go to go for the kill. It almost looked like it was rigged. Mm. That's what Tyrone does. He had the opportunity, you know, to, to you know to end it, you know, in the fourth round. You know, you could see that Jake Paul has been, you know, in terms of rounds, you know, his conditioning was wasn't the best. God knows what he was doing in camp, because after the first couple of rounds, he looked like he was gassed. So, as a as a boxing spectacle, it weren't the greatest, but in terms of the result. Look, you know, Jake Paul did what he, he did. He, he landed more of the punches. Woodley just didn't let his hands go. I don't know whether or not he was told not to or, you know, told to kind of land, uh, you know, but Jake Paul deserved to win. And in terms of seeing a rematch, what's the point? It's going to be the same thing. Uh, and I've, I have read somewhere that, you know, apparently he's retired now, so. Yeah, no, no, yes, that's got to be. Yeah, yeah, he put that tweet out afterwards. He yeah, did Conor McGregor. Doing I'm a retired. Conor McGregor, yeah. yeah. A, that's what he does. He's just copying people, isn't it? That's, that's, that's his whole thing. But as I said, fair news to him. He went in there, he held a couple of licks, and he did enough to win the fight. So fair news to him. I mean, is he ready for something serious? I would like to see him fight people actually his weight. That's what I'd like to see first. Before anything else, just fight someone your weight. Make it be an MMA fighter, but make it be someone that's actually your weight. Don't let it be someone that you're going to weigh 20 pounds more come fight night and all that rubbish. Um, Tommy Fury fought on the card. He fought... I didn't even know this. He fought an MMA fighter. Mm. Now, I did know that the MMA fighter did fight at 145 in his last fight, which is absolutely insane. Um... 
He's actually fought for Bellator in the past, Anthony Taylor. That's his name, isn't it? Anthony Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fought Conor McGregor's boy, you know, Gallagher. Do you know him, Dale, from Bellator? It's Gallagher. Gallagher, there's, um, he behaves like Conor and everything. Oh. Was it the time where he, he, he kind of rushed into the ring that time when he was fighting? Nah, uh, nah, that was that was another one of his boys. But um, yeah, he, he he's good. Like he's got a good record in in, in Bellator. Um, it was a, it was a good win. Look, look, he he used the jab. He was moving. It was a elusive. It, it clearly for the four four rounds they fought. He was he did, he did what he needed to do. There was a there was a difference in class, but you know Fury was expected to win. I think he was a bit annoyed that he didn't get the knockout, but nah, he should have got the knockout. Should have got a knockout, but a win's a win, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Daniel Dubois got a knockout as well. And um, Amanda, what's her Serrano. name? Serrano. Serrano. Yeah, she got a victory as well. Um, so that's that. Um, we have to talk a bit embarrassing stuff. Which is Frank Warren. Now, Dinosaur. Sorry, who who headlined the card, David? Um, it was uh Woodstock against I'll get this uh Ennis something. Was it Ennis Brown or something? Nah, that one even the what it was Woodstock against uh oh god, how does he pronounce his name? Nah, uh, Ennis, Brown, Ennis Brown fought, yeah, on the card. Against Sam Maxwell. That's for the British fought. and yeah, Commonwealth. Yeah. All right, okay. Um and that was a robbery in itself anyway. I want to try and bring the card up because oh that was okay um yeah anyway what is please David you must know the background what that what is going on with Frank Warren why is he putting on these shows um and the yard fought on it fought some guy who looked like he'd been let out of jail like a Colombian jail <laughs> like some 40 year old man Flipped Everyone look out for MJ Hall, yeah? MJ Hall. Banging record. And um, we're talking about these guys being on BT. Like, what, what, what's going on with Frank? The, the problem with Frank Warren is that he don't have the pool of fighters that maybe an Eddie Hearn has. He's got a huge platform with BT Sport. He's got a limited star, well, so-called star quality fighters. Obviously, Tyson Fury's not really with him. He's a top rank with Bob Aaron. You know, they put all their money on Dubois, all their money on and um, Yard. It didn't work out. Dubois got beaten comfortably by Joyce and Yard got beaten comfortably by, um, oh, what's his name? Arthur. Lyndon Arthur, yeah. Mm. And they had got no backup plan. And the pool of talent that they've got um, amongst their fighters is just simply not good enough. And the shows are just terrible. They're in these obscure venues, people you really haven't heard of. The profile hasn't been marketed properly 
And I think for me, Frank Warren needs to step aside and realise that he can't compete with guys like Eddie Hearn. Because Eddie Hearn, for me, has kind of taken his matchroom to the next level. And he, you know, like, I don't think Frank's, Frank's got few fighters who of decent quality, but not, not the best. But he, needs, he just needs to retire. He just can't do it no more. He can't compete with Eddie Hearn in the UK. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just an embarrassing show to put on. Like, it was just ridiculous. Um, we're going to go end the boxing with the Sky Sports. David, you must know about this and you can explain this, I'm sure. The, yeah. Just explain what's happened with Eddie Hearn and, and leaving Sky Sports and and what's what's going to happen with Sky Sports going forward. Yeah, so obviously, as you know, Eddie Hearn has left Sky Sports to go with the zone, the streaming service. So he's be Matchroom's gone over there. So that's kind of left the hole with Sky Sports. And now Sky Sports have now come to a four-year agreement with Top Rank and Boxer. With Top Rank, you know, they've got well-known fighters like Crawford, um, guys like uh, Josh, Josh Taylor, guys like Jamal Herring and Shocker Stevenson. And also with Boxer, they've now got a range of uh, British talent on there. Guys, uh, people like Huey Fury, um, Richard Riakpour, Chris Eubank. And now they've announced a four-year deal alongside Top Rank to show all their, their fights exclusively on Sky, on Sky Sports. Um, so it's an exciting time uh, for Sky Sports. So they'll still be boxing on there. And there's some key important um, fight, fights as their schedule was announced this week. Um, to give you to give you an example of a few, September the 25th is a huge, massive card. AJ versus um, Usyk for the IBF, WBA, a WBO heavyweight titles. So Joshua is still with Sky Sports for now. He's got he's got he's got a couple of fights left on the Sky contract, and they're currently okay. trying to negotiate whether or not he continues with Sky or he goes exclusively to the zone. But that's all up in if the air. If he continues with Sky, he would be leaving Eddie Hearn. Yeah, but all, all AJ's fights will be on Sky Box Office. Okay. Um, yeah, go on. What, what was you saying? Some of the fights that are coming up. Yeah, I mean, October the 2nd, you see the return of Chris Eubank. Um, he's fighting on the card against uh, Sven uh, Albert. David Avanesian, uh, the conqueror of uh, Josh Kelly, is uh, coming returning oh, back hey, on the yeah, card. Yeah, the one that... Uh, Colin Ben is ducking um, against Liam Taylor. Uh, but there's a couple of international cards down I want to mention. Uh, Jamal Herring against Shakur Stevenson for the WBO Super Featherweight title. Those who don't remember Jamal Herring, he beat Carl Franton in his last fight and retired him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good fight. Good fight. And Shakur Stevenson, uh, obviously Olympic gold medalist at Rio, uh, former WBO Featherweight title. He's gone up in weight to go face um, Herring, so that should be a good fight there. Just want to make you aware that Oscar Valdez against uh, Robinson Concesio um, is cancelled, potentially because Oscar Valdez has been tested positive. He's cancelled? Uh, well, his fight, he's been he's been suspended at the moment. Okay. Because and obviously Oscar Valdez is a part of the Canelo camp, so you can make what you want about that. Dan, um, you said that there's a coming up this um, week yeah. this, this Saturday on the zone the Warrington Lara 2 yeah 
the rematch. To be yeah. a hopefully it's a better fight than the last one. So you got kind of got smoked. Yeah. Warren got smoked in that block. Yeah. This is this is do or die for Warrington, isn't it? If he loses is, this, is, is, is Laura is the Argen, Laura the Argentinian brother? Yeah, who looks like Di Maria? Looks like Rafinha, isn't it? Because didn't Warrington give up his? Nah, no, no, but when he was fighting, he looked like fucking. He looked like Di Maria was just throwing punches. Yeah, yeah. Warrington gave up his belt because he was supposed to fight Kanju in a unification. Yeah. Um, but because they couldn't, because Kanju's title was for the regular, they couldn't make it a unification, so he gave it up. And obviously, um, Kid Galahad uh, won the vacant belt against uh, uh, Dickens uh, last month. So, and then did Kanju lose the, his next fight? Yeah, he lost his fight to yeah. um, the guy from Nottingham. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. His name. Yeah, I remember because Woods. Would yeah, Woods. Yeah. Woods. Yeah. So we're looking to because obviously that's what Warrington wanted. They were like, yeah, we're going to make this, and then they both. Lose. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, and Katie but Taylor on... and Conor spent uh, Conor Ben fighting that card. Yeah, because they've rescheduled the fight between Ben and Granados because obviously Ben got COVID, so they've rescheduled it on the head oh, of so, the card. So that's not happening Saturday. No, it is, it is happening. It's been a re- it was supposed to be last oh, it was month. Supposed but... to be... Okay, okay. Yeah. So now they've put it on this on this card at Headingley. So okay, okay. So you know Ben Ben's got an opportunity facing a former. Uh, you know, Granados has been in there with a couple of world title fighters, but um, in the past, but I expect Ben to win win that fight. All right. Um, yeah, that's it, man. I don't know how long we've been going. Feels like a day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, that's the episode, man. Um, save for that. Um, that's the headlines one. There might be another headlines one before we go back to the Premier League one. Um, Depending on what news happens in between now and when's the Premier League? But next weekend, isn't it? Yeah, next Not weekend. weekend yeah. coming next, yeah, obviously next weekend. Um, yeah, so we might do one in between. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, as I said, safe David, safe down yeah. for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Peace.